Joshua chapter 14. Joshua chapter number 14. A word have I hid in my heart. Amen. Joshua 14. Start with verse 6. 14. Joshua chapter 14, babe. Then the children of Judah came unto Joshua and Gilgal, and Caleb, the son of Jophanie, the Kenzite, said unto him, Thou knowest the thing that the Lord said unto Moses, the man of God, concerning me and thee in Kadesh Barnea. Forty years old was I when Moses, the servant of the Lord, sent me from Kadesh Barnea, to spy out the land. And I brought him word again as it was in my heart. Nevertheless, my brethren that went up with me made the heart of the people melt. But I wholly followed the Lord my God. And Moses swore on that day, saying, Surely the land whereon thy feet have trodden shall be thine inheritance and the children's forever, because thou hast wholly followed the Lord my God. And now, behold, the Lord have kept me alive, as he said, these forty and five years, even since the Lord spake this word unto Moses, while the children of Israel wandered in the wilderness. And now, lo, I am this day fourscore and five years old. As yet I am as strong this day as I was in the day that Moses sent me. As my strength was then, even so is my strength now for war, both to go out and to come in. Now therefore give me this mountain whereof the Lord spake in that day. For thou heardest in that day how the Anakins were there and that the cities were great and fenced. If so be, the Lord will be with me, then I shall be able to drive them out, as the Lord said. And Joshua blessed him, and gave unto Caleb the son of Jephunneh, Hebron, for an inheritance. Amen. And to Matthew chapter number 17, verse 19 and verse 20. Joshua, Matthew, excuse me, chapter 17, verse 19 and 20. Then came the disciples to Jesus apart and said, Why could we not cast him out? And Jesus said unto them, 
because of your unbelief. For verily I say unto you, if you have faith as a grain of mustard seed, you shall say unto this mountain, remove hence to yonder place, and it shall remove, and nothing shall be impossible unto you. Amen. And I want to minister to you today from this thought, how to conquer your mountain. How to conquer your mountain. Father, we praise you today, God, again for your goodness. We thank you for your presence that we feel in this place. God, there is none like you. You are indeed the glory and you are the lifter up of our head, God. And I know there's nothing impossible and nothing too hard for you, Lord. And I pray that when we leave this place, God, we will leave renewed, refreshed, and anointed by your power and spirit and our trust in you, Lord. We thank you today for all that you do. In Jesus' name, amen. And you may be seated. How to conquer your mountain. You know, I have climbed a whole lot of mountains. And you're looking at one of them right there. That is Mount Fuji in Japan. It's over 12,000 feet high. I have climbed Diamond Head in Hawaii, another huge mountain. I have climbed up Mount Nebo where Moses has gone up and looked over into the promised land. I've climbed Mount Carmel where Elijah have called the fire down from heaven. I've climbed many mountains, what I think is mountain here in Wisconsin, over on Fort McCoy. They felt like mountains if they weren't mountains or not. But no matter how many mountains I have faced and how many mountains I have climbed, I will tell you, but every one of them, there is an urge at the onset to go back and not to attempt to climb those mountains. There's always going to be that urge that tried to prevent you from overcoming that mountain. Amen. Even Mount Fuji in Japan, they call it Mr. Mountain, or Fuji-san. They call it Mr. Mountain because it is big and it is huge. And they know that if you attack it and you accomplish, you are accomplishing a whole lot to get to the top. I mean, there are young men and women that set out to accomplish this task that can only get so far because you go through all kinds of of altitude sickness and you go through all kinds of pain and cramps and hurting and throwing up and everything and oxygen, you you're, you feel like you're going to die on the side of that mountain. And that's how it is sometimes in our lives. There are those mountains that we face. You see, there's basic two types of mountains that you will come in contact with in your life. And the first one are those natural mountains that God puts in front of us or Satan puts in front of us to test our faith. And then there are those mountains that we 
we create ourselves uh, in our own lives. These mountains will be things like when we commit sin, it makes the mountains or our disobedience or we allow fear and anxiety to get into our lives. These mountains are those that we build, uh, but no matter what mountains either we build it or God or Satan places in front of us, all of it is designed to test our faith and to see if we're going to be able to get across it. Amen. But I come to tell you, Jesus lets us know that every mountain can be overcome by our faith. Amen. The things I have found that you need in your life to be able to accomplish a mountain or to overcome a mountain is number one, commitment. Uh, you have to be committed uh, to overcome it. Uh, if you just says, I'm going to do it and you're not committed, you're never going to overcome that mountain that is in your life. When we look at the life of Ruth, Ruth had mountains in her life. Ruth had lost her husband. She had lost her father-in-law. Ruth was being rejected. Ruth needed to be accepted. These are mountains that she had to overcome. And when Naomi, amen, told her to go back, Ruth says, they treat me not to leave you. She says, where you go, I am going. Your people will be my people. Your God will be my God. She committed herself, amen, to overcome the mountains that was in her life, amen. And we know that she climbed those mountains and as a result of her continuing on in her commitment, she was able to overcome. So every mountain that you face in your life, you've got to have commitment. Uh, Paul says in Philippians 3, brethren, I count myself not to apprehend, but this one thing I do. I forget those things which are behind, and I reach forth to those things which are before I press towards the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. He tells us in Galatians 6 and 9 that we should not be weary and well-doing, for in due season you will reap if you faint not. Amen. In other words, if you don't give up, you're going to complete what you're trying to overcome and do. The next thing you need to climb a mountain is stamina. You've got to have both physical and mental stamina. And this is what the scriptures is more about than anything else. Uh, is the mental stages of your life. I will tell you, your mental, I mean, your physical is only going to carry you as far as your mental will carry you. As soon as you say, I can't, your physical stops. Uh, right there. Amen. If you say, I'm going to climb this mountain, but yet your mental capacity says, I can't go any further, that's where your physical capacity is going to stop. Uh, but if your mental say, you can go. If your mental say, you can do more. If your mental say, keep pressing on, your physical will keep pressing on. This is why when you find soldiers uh, are taking physical training tests, uh, their mental all of a sudden, uh, it wants to stop. Uh, the mentor is saying, this is too painful. This is too hard. I can't keep going. But if you can get someone motivated, uh, if you can speak life into them and give them encouragement, saying, come on, it's only another mile. Come on, you can do it. Uh, and they get their mind stayed on the finish 
line. Amen. Your physical can take you across the line. Amen. This is why the Bible says, uh, the Lord shall descend with heaven with a shout uh, and with the voice of an archangel and the trump of God. Uh, and the dead in Christ shall rise first. Uh, and those of us shall remain, shall be caught up uh, to be with the Lord in the air. Notice what he says next. Wherefore, comfort uh, one another with these words. Uh, encourage one another. If he's got mountains in his life that they need to be overcome, uh, you need some encouragement. Uh, amen. You need to continue to push yourself. Uh, amen. In your mental, Isaiah puts it this way. He will keep you in perfect peace uh, whose mind is stayed upon him uh, because you trust in him. Trust in the Lord forever for the Lord Jehovah is an ever-saving strength. Uh, cast all your cares upon the Lord, for He cared for you. Be careful for nothing, uh, but with everything with prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. Let your requests be made known unto God, and the peace of God, which passeth all understanding, will keep your hearts and minds uh, through Christ Jesus. Uh, finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, if there be any virtue, if there be any praise, think on these things, those things which you have both heard and seen and learned, do, and the God of love and peace will be with you. See, God wants your mental mind to stay where you're going. God wants your mental mind to stay upon Him. Amen. Look unto me and be ye saved all the ends of the earth. For I I am God, and there's none other. See, God wants you to keep your mind on Him, because no matter the mountain that you've got to overcome, as long as you keep your mind stayed on Him, you can overcome whatever you're facing in life. But if you allow your mind to focus on the thing, the mountain itself that's troubling you, or the thing that's troubling you, if you allow it to focus there, that's as far as your physical is going to take you because you'll never be able to see yourself overcoming it amen so you want to keep your mind stayed upon him the bible tell us amen cast all your cares upon the lord oh he cares upon you whoso often prays glorifieth me and to him that order his conversation aright Will I show the salvation of the, the Lord? By him, Paul says, let us offer the sacrifices of praise continually with the fruits of our lips, giving thanks unto his name. Hebrews 13, 15. Psalms 150. We always finish this with this, don't we? Praise ye the Lord. Praise God in his sanctuary. Praise him in the firmaments of his powers. Praise him for his mighty act. Praise him according to his excellence and greatness. Praise him with the trumpet. Praise him with the sound of the psalter and the harp. Praise him with string instruments and organs. Praise Him from the high symbols. Praise Him from the high sounding symbols. Let everything that have breath praise the Lord. Praise you the Lord. Why are there so many scriptures about praising God? Because it's designed to keep your mind stayed on Him. Amen. And he wants you to stay upon Him. He wants you to look unto Him and be you saved. Amen. It's what God wants. Amen. That's why the songwriter, Zach Williams, amen, some of you young 
young people have heard it over and over if you listen to the radio because they play it all the time. He says, if you've got pain, what is he? He's a pain taker. If you feel lost, he's a way maker. If you need freedom, save it. He's a prison shaken savior. If you've got chains, what is he? He's a chain breaker. Amen. He can take care of those, those mountains that you face. The things, if your pain is the mountain, he's a pain taker. If your loss is a mountain, he's a way maker. If you feel your freedom is gone, if you need saving, he's a prison shaken savior. If you got chains, he can break that mountain. That's why Jesus says, amen, if you have the faith as a grain of a mustard seed, you can say to that mountain, move yonder, and it will move to yonder place. No matter what you're facing in life, if you have faith, you can overcome it. Praise God. This is how you conquer your mountain. Keep your head in the game. You conquer your mountains by faith. That's why Hebrews 11.6 says, without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. James says in James 1, my brethren, count it all joy when you fall into diverse temptation, knowing this, that it is at the trine of your faith that worketh patience, but let patience have its perfect words, that you may be perfect and entire wanting nothing. Amen. You've got to give it a chance to work. Amen. You take your cares, you take your needs to the Lord, and you trust Him. You believe in Him. You just keep praising Him. You just keep worshiping Him. Keep your mind stayed on Him, and you'll see you'll overcome that mountain. Amen. That is before you. Job says it this way. There's hope of a tree. If it be cut down, that it will grow again. He said, though the stock be dead in the earth, he says, by the scent of water, it will bud and bring forth a plant again. You might feel like that mountain is too hard for you. You might feel like it's weighing you down. But I come to tell you today, if you keep your faith on Jesus Christ, you will overcome that thing that is in your life. Amen. Job says, he knows the way that I take. And when I am tried, I shall come forth like gold. You need to understand, he's trying to help you build your faith to get over it. Praise God. In the book of 1 Samuel, we know the story about Goliath and David. But notice, Israel is on one mountain, Goliath is on another mountain, and the valley of Elah is in between them. And the armies of Israel, amen, is afraid of Goliath, and by all accounts, Goliath is afraid of them. <laughs> because he comes out every day and all he says is, ho, 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 <laughs> you know, give me a man. You know, think about it. That height, that size, you would have figured he'd have just walked over there and ran him away. But you ever notice in scripture he's got an armor barrier? 
<laughs> what did he need somebody in front of him with a, a shield when he's that big? But notice the problem here. It's not the giant. The problem is with Israel. They are focusing on the giant. They are focusing on the mountain. Let me put it that way. They're focusing on the size of the mountain. When you read scripture, what do they say? How big he is. How tall he is. He's six cubits in a span. In other words, if you figure that out, he's in we're almost about ten feet tall. Might be even taller than ten feet. Nine, nine, ten, give or take. See, because a, a cubic is like 18 inches, some some countries measure it 19 inches, some marriage it 20 inches long as a cubic. So you could see how tall this cat is. Say, so they're focusing on how tall he is. That's what killed most people from accomplishing Mount Fuji in Japan. Is because once they get there, they see how tall it is. Because I will tell you, when you're flying into Japan, the airplane goes right by the top of it. You can almost reach out and touch it. That's how tall it is when it's coming in. So most people see that and it get in their mind and it mess with their head before they ever start the trek. And like I said earlier, your mental will prevent your physical every time. Amen. So they're focusing on Goliath's height. And then the next thing they says, how much is uniform weigh? He's got a coat, a mill of so a thousand and something pounds uh, of shackles of brass. A thousand and something shackles, five, I think it says about five thousand shackles of brass, the scripture says, which would equate to be somewhere about 220 pounds. That's how much his armor on him weighs. And then it focused on the size of his spearhead. Amen. It says his spearhead is like 600 or 500 or something shackles of brass, which would equate to be somewhere about 26, 27 pounds. That's how big the spearhead on his spear is. So you can see they're focusing on his size and what he's wearing and what he's carrying in his hand. And as a result, they don't feel anybody is capable to overcome him. They are talking about his size. That's all they're doing. And when David comes down to the battlefield and David happens to be there and he hears the giant defying the army of God and cursing the most high God. David says, who is this uncircumcised Philistine that he should defy the armies of God? He says, I will fight him. Notice what the next thing they say to David. Have you not seen this guy? Have you not seen how big he is? Have you not seen how tall he is? You're nothing but a little boy. Amen. And this is what Saul is trying to say to David when they tell Saul that David says he will fight him. They saw Paul says to David, he's a man of war from his youth, and you're nothing but a kid. And David, you notice David never focused on Goliath's size. He's always talking about his God. He says, let me tell you, king. He says, I kept my father's sheep, and a lion and a bear came and took one of them out of the fold. And I went and I took him out of his mouth. And I want you to know that the same God that delivered me out of the 
hands of the Paul and the bear, of the lion and the bear, will deliver me out of the hands of this uncircumcised Philistine. David never mentions about the how big Goliath is. He's constantly talking about how big his God is and what his God can do. And so when David goes out to meet Goliath, I mean, he takes five stones out of the brook. And as a result of that, when Goliath says, am I a dog that you shall come back to me as a, you know, as a little dog? He says, I will take your head off of you today. David says, you come to me with a sword and a spear and a shield, but I come to you in the name of the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, whom you defile. This day, David said, he will deliver you into my hands and all Israel will know that there's a God in Israel. And when David took that stone and wanted in his slain and let it go, it hit Goliath right in the center of his forehead and he fell down. And because David didn't have a sword, he took Goliath's sword and he cut his head off. Amen. And when the Philistines saw that their giant was destroyed, they fled. Now all Israel wants to chase them. I come to tell you today, don't talk about how big your mountain is. Don't talk about how big your problems are. Don't talk about those things. Talk about how big your God is. Talk about what your God is able to do. Talk about how your God can deliver. Talk about what God has did for you already. That's why the Bible said they overcame them by the blood of the Lamb and the word of their testimony. If God has delivered you once, He'll deliver you again. Don't focus on that mountain. Don't focus on the things you're going through. Focus on your God. Amen. Praise God. That's the problem. We want to focus, amen, too much on the problem and not on God. Is he asked Abraham, Abraham, is there anything too hard for God? I know not any. There's nothing too hard for our God. Don't hang your harp on the willow. That's why they said in Psalms 137, verse 1 and 2, amen. They says, sing us the old song of old. And they hung their harps on the willow. And they said, how can we sing the Lord's song in a strange land? But the psalmist says, Lord, if I ever forget you, Jerusalem, if I forever get you, God, then you let my right hand forget his cunning. He says, if, amen. In other words, God, if I ever forget you, let me forget how did I ever play the, the harp. He says, let me forget that I didn't even know how to play. He says, he goes on. He says, if I forget you, you let my tongue cling to the roof of my mouth. In other words, don't even let me speak. Amen. If I forget you, I come to tell somebody today, amen, if you ever forget God, amen, you're going to lose the mountain. But as long as you keep worshiping, as long as you keep praising God, as you keep glorifying God, if all things work together for good to them that love God, to them who are the call according to his purpose, then you need 
need to keep praising Him. You need to keep magnify Him. Oh, magnify the Lord with me and let us exalt His name together. I sought the Lord and He heard me and delivered me from all my fears. You can accomplish many things if you keep your mind stayed upon Him. Fear thy not. I am with you. Be not dismayed. I am your God. I will help you. Yea, I will help you, saith the Lord. When you pass through the waters, I'll be with you. When you walk through the flood, it shall not overflow you. When you pass through the fire, the flames shall not burn you, and neither shall they kindle upon you. For I have called you by my name. You are mine, saith the Lord. You are my witnesses and my servants, uh, whom I have chosen, that you may know and believe me that I am he. Before me there was no God formed, and neither shall there be after me. I, even I am the Lord, and beside me there is no Savior. I have saved, and I have declared, when there was no God, I am the Lord. Who will you equal me to? I come to tell you, you can accomplish your mountain when you keep your focus upon God. Caleb, 85 years old. Now, that's how old he is. And he comes to Joshua. The Bible says now they had peace. They had conquered many areas in the promised land. But there was still territory to be taken. And Caleb came to Joshua. And he says, you know what the Lord promised through Moses to me and you. Because Caleb and Joshua was the one that brought back the good report. The other ten brought back an evil report. And Caleb says, you know what God spoke to Moses concerning you and me? That I wholly followed God, and so wherever my feet trod is mine. He says, so give me this mountain. And David, I mean, Joshua gave him Hebron. And the Bible says what? There was giants. The tribe of Anakins was the giants. And as a result, he says, give me this mountain. In other words, Caleb was saying, I don't care how big it is. If God, notice what he says. I was 40 years old when I went to spy out the land. He says, I'm 85 now. He says, I'm just as strong as I was when the first time I went into the land. And I'm still as strong as I am. He says, I'm able to go out and I'm able to come in. I'm able to walk. And I'm able to fight. Why? Because he wholly followed God. I come to tell you today, if you wholly follow God, you're going to always have strength. You're going to always have power to overcome anything that is before you. You know why? Because your confidence is in God. You know it's not by you. You know it's not by your might, by your power, but it's by my spirit, saith the Lord. You will be able to overcome any mountain, in your life, if you wholly follow God, you because you will learn through the holy and following of God that God is with you. He won't leave you. He won't forsake you. I go before you, saith the Lord, to make the way straight. You just trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not to your own understanding and all your ways acknowledge Him and He will direct your path. He'll move the mountain, but you have to trust in Him to move 
the mountain. Hebron, amen, would later become a city of refuge because God had identified to them to have certain cities to be refuge so that if a man did wrong, he could flee to. Hebron became a city of refuge. The scripture would say, God is my refuge and God is my strength. A very present help in the times of trouble. Though the earth be moved and though the mountains be carried into the midst of the sea, though the waters be troubled and roar, and though the mountains be shake with the swelling thereof. He says, Selah. Amen. He said, there's a river, the streams that shall make glad the city of God, the holy place of the tabernacle of the Most High. God is in the midst of her. God will help her. And that white early, the heathen rage, the kingdoms were moved. He uttered his voice and the earth melted. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our refuge. Come and see the works which the Lord has made in the earth. The desolation which he has made in the earth. He maketh wars to cease unto the ends of the earth. Amen. He breaketh the bow. He cutteth the spear in other. He burned the chariots in fire. Be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted in the earth. I will be exalted among the heathen. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our refuge. Amen. Hebron would also become David's headquarters for seven years. Amen. Think about it. Establishing. Because the man says, give me my mountain. Amen. He was able to build a city of refuge. He was able to build a strategic headquarters for God's people. Amen. On the same mountain where there was giants before, where there was fear before. Amen. But he knew his God. And as a result, he took that mountain. I come to tell you today, you might be facing a mountain in your life, but you know that God is with you, and you keep pressing on, because you don't know that mountain that you overcome, what God will do with it, what God will place there in its place. You just keep going forth. You just keep accomplishing what God says for you and I to do. You go preach the gospel to every creature, and he that believeth and is baptized shall be saved, and he that believeth not shall be damned, and these signs shall follow them that believe in my name. They shall cast out devils, they shall speak with new tongues, they shall take up serpents, if they drink any deadly thing, it shall not harm them. They shall lay hands on the sick, and you shall recover. There is no mountain that you cannot defeat with fear. I mean with faith. With faith. Everything you face in life, you can overcome with faith. You have a mountain of money issues, faith. You got a mountain of oppression, faith. Mountains of unrest, faith. Mountains of nasty people, faith. Mountains of temptations, faith. Mountains of anxiety, adversities, adversaries, agonies, and angry, 
faith. You have mountains of infirmity, sickness, pain, suffering, abuse faith. You have mountains of pests, uh, rebellious households, things that just don't seem to be right. Faith will move it every time. See, if you're going to conquer your mountain, you got to know who called you. You got to know who you are and you got to know your God. Amen. There's nothing impossible or insurmountable that we cannot overcome with God. Everybody was focusing on Goliath, but not David. Amen. He says, God is with me and God will always be with me. That's why the scriptures are so profound. But faith, notice, by faith, they subdued kingdoms. They worked righteousness. They stopped the mouths of lions, the book of Hebrews says. Amen. Out of weakness was made strong. Amen. Think about what you have. Amen. Faith is the substance of things hoped for. It is the evidence of things not seen. For by it, the elders obtain a good report. Through faith, we understand that the world was made by the hand of God. Amen. We need to have the faith to believe we can do it. We can overcome it by our faith. What mountains are you facing today? Let's stand this morning. Amen. I come to tell you today, there's nothing impossible with God. Amen. Nothing. He wants you to trust in him. He wants you to believe in him. He didn't bring you out to leave you. Amen. That's why when you look at the children of Israel, they're wandering around for no reason whatsoever. Amen. They're just wandering around for no reason. You know why they was wondering? They would never believe. That's the only reason they was wondering for 40 years in the wilderness. They would not believe that God was going to do what he said he was going to do. What is in your life that you just can't believe God will take care of it? Faith can move mountains. Mountains of fear and of doubt. Faith can move mountains. So why don't you try your faith out? Amen. You remember that song? Amen. Think about it. Amen. You can overcome. You can overcome. Jesus even tell you, I have overcome the world. And he says, because I have overcome, you shall overcome also. And this is the victory that overcomes the world. What is it? Our faith. Our faith is what overcomes. Amen. You've got to have faith, 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 just a little bit of faith. You don't need a whole lot. Just use what you got. It came with your salvation. I think this is listed in the fruit of the spirit. Last time I checked, faith was there. Use what you got. So you got to do believe. Israel couldn't enter in because of unbelief. You can accomplish that mountain. I will tell you. That booger 
it made me want to quit. The enemy was on my back constantly. It was on my back. I mean, I get to a point and my legs were shaking so bad because of cramps and I mean, altitude sickness. Every time I try to eat a banana, they tell you to bring all these bananas. And every time I eat one, it come right back out of me and stuff. And I mean, and there was times I would fall up beside the wall and stuff. And I mean, I would stand there and I reach back and I grab my oxygen bottle and I put it over my face to try to get some more oxygen. And every time I get to a point and I thought, man, I, I might just need to go back down while I have enough energy to get back down because you know what what goes up must come down (laughs) you know and I just felt like maybe I should turn around and go back but in a distance I came through a cloud and my body was drenching wet from that cloud that I had to walk through it was like I had went through a rainstorm but when I came through I was able to look back and as I look back from the beginning, you can see lines of people that is coming up that hill, that is going, is taking it on, had made a purpose and commitment that they was going to try to climb. And as I looked around, here is older people coming back down that's already been to the top and is heading back down. And they was encouraging me, says, you can do it. You can do it. You can do it. And I've seen dads with children on their shoulders, uh, carrying their children, says, you can do it. You can do it. You can do it. Don't quit. You can do it. It's only a little ways more. You can do it. You can do it. And I kept pushing myself and I start focusing and I looked up to the top and I could see the Tory gate uh, up at top. And I said, that's, that's that's where I need to get. So I start focusing to the top of the mountain and not of my surroundings. Uh, amen. And then the more I focused where I was going, uh, amen, then all of a sudden I could hear the voice of the Lord saying, you can do it. You can do it. Uh, amen. And I kept going and I kept going and I kept pushing myself. And then all of a sudden it was like I got to a point. Uh, and all my strength just renewed as I had passed through kind of like that altitude sickness area. Amen. I now felt relief. I could breathe again. It felt good. It was like fresh air flowing off of me. And I picked up the pace. I got faster, going up even more. Amen. And then all of a sudden I hit another spot. It was kind of rough. Amen. But I could hear voices. I could hear voices. I could hear rejoicing. I could hear singing. I could smell food coming off the top of the mountain. Amen. And as a result, I got another dose of energy and I kept pressing on. And when I walked through that Tory gate at the top of that mountain, it was as the Lord spoke to me and says, well, good Good done, thy good and faithful servant. Enter the joy that has been prepared for you. Because now I have bragging rights. That mountain can never say that it defeated Rufus Parker. But I can say I defeated it. I went to the top and I slipped over and I've seen and I came back down. Amen. I can always say I went over that mountain. Amen. Praise God. No matter how old I get. I can always have bragging rights that I accomplished that mountain. And that's what God wants with us, uh, with our faith, uh, that you will be able to say that I was sick, uh, but I overcame it. I had problems, uh, but I overcame it. The devil thought he had me, but I got away. 
I got a way, I got a way, I got a way. You can overcome by your faith. Uh, this is what God wants us to do, is to be strong in the Lord and in the power of His might. Praise God. You can accomplish. You can accomplish these mountains that's in your life. Amen. Don't let it stop you from going forth uh, in your life. We're going to a better place. We're going to a city. Amen. Where there be no night. Amen. You need a breakthrough today. Amen. He's a breakthrough for us. Praise God. Amen. By your faith this morning. Amen. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. If you need to pray this morning, why don't you just begin to call out to God. Put your trust in him again this morning. If you need to come to the altar, amen, the altar is open for you this morning. Amen. He's a able, He's a strength, a, a very present help in the time of trouble. Victory is ours.